0: today is thursday june 16th 2022 this is the link nky daily headlines podcast i'm matt spalding and these are the stories we're following today covington approves two key brent spence agreements giving city seat at the table reported on by kenton hornbeck For years, Covington Mayor Joe Meyer has gone back and forth with the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet over how the Brent Spence Bridge Corridor project will affect the city and how the city can better position itself to be an integral part of the project. Meyer said he has fought to make sure Covington doesn't get the short end of the stick in regard to the project. On Tuesday, the Covington City Commission unanimously approved two agreements with the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet KYTC, regarding the Brent Spence Bridge Corridor project. Both Memoranda of Understanding MOU, are between the City of Covington and KYTC. Meyer gave a presentation to the Commission and said that the bridge project is entering a new phase. Meyer said Covington and Cincinnati have both changed dramatically since the first designs for the project were being discussed over 15 years ago. Some of the major highlights of the first agreement include an information exchange between KYTC and Covington, a $500,000 reimbursement for KYTC for Covington to hire a project manager for the next five years, and a new storm sewer system from Kyle's Lane to the Ohio River. It outlines KYTC's commitment to the City of Covington to be included in the project through receiving and reviewing important information, as well as providing input to KYTC during the re-evaluation and construction phases of the project. The contract outlines KYTC providing funding for Covington to hire a full-time Covington Project Director staff position that will represent the City's needs and interests regarding the Brent-Spence Bridge Corridor Project, Details about that role and responsibilities are outlined in the Second Agreement. For more on this story, head on over to linknky.com. Florence Mall sells to New York-based Group, reported on by Caitlin Gebby. The Florence Mall has officially changed hands, but the new owners have not announced any intentions of altering the city's retail epicenter. The new owners, New York-based Mason Asset Management and Namdar Realty Group, announced the sale of the mall via a press release to city officials. Months ago, the Florence Mall and its debt were returned to Key Bank, which posted the two-story, 940,000-square-foot shopping center for sale through Capital Markets, a brokerage firm in New York. The mall is currently listed under Jones Lang LaSalle, a group based in Cincinnati. Prior to the sale, Mayor Diane Whalen told Link N K Y about her desire to see the mall modernized into a mixed-use property of high-end apartments and outdoor shopping spaces. But, she said, the city was left in the dark about potential buyers and their plans until now. No one has contacted us, Whalen said. All we can do is give our opinion, but no one has asked us for that yet. She added that the city doesn't have any power in deciding which businesses come to Florence and where, unless they request a zoning change. Joshua Hunt, Director of Business and Community Development, confirmed that the city has a meeting with Namda Realty this week to discuss their transition strategy and future plans for the mall. The Florence Mall was built in the 1970s, and Whalen said the city has grown. The mall has been the focal point of Florence's retail district. Over. The Florence Mall was built in the 1970s, and Whalen said, as the city has grown, the mall has been the focal point of Florence's retail district. Because of that, she believes the property is ripe for a makeover. This isn't the first time the mall, or at least parts of it, have been up for sale, though. Whalen said in a previous sales, the mixed ownership of the mall and its on-site properties have made closing on a deal challenging. What we have always known about the mall property is that it is challenging from the perspective that it is not one owner. J.C. Penny owns the Penny's building, Sears owns the Sears building, and Macy's owns the other two boxes, the mayor said. So because of that, when you say the mall is for sale, the only thing that is for sale is the centerpiece and any of the outlots that they own. So selling the mall is not as easy as selling what sits there. Whalen said if any big changes come to the mall property as a whole, all of the owners have to sign off on it. For more on the sale of the Florence Mall, go to linknky.com. Kenton County Administrator, Deputy Judge Executive Joe Shriver announces retirement, reported on by Haley Parnell. Kenton County Administrator and Deputy Judge Executive Joe Shriver will retire effective July 31st after 24 years with the county. The announcement was made at the Kenton County Fiscal Court meeting on Tuesday when the court voted to approve Shriver's retirement. Shriver currently directs all aspects of government operations to the county. Previously, Shriver served as Human Resource Director and Deputy Chief of Staff for the county for 11 years, from 1999 until 2010. In 2010, Shriver became the Deputy Judge Executive, which can perform all administrative powers and responsibilities of the Judge Executive except acting for the County Judge Executive at fiscal court meetings. About one year later, in 2011, he took on the role of county administrator and has served in both roles ever since. To Mr. Shriver, you have been with us for a long time. As county administrator, you have been honest, smart, and kind, Kenton County Commissioner Beth Sewell said. You should start a consulting company on how to be a county administrator. Kenton County Commissioner Joe neen Neighbor congratulated Shriver and commended him on a job well done as county administrator. Joe, you're the best administrator I've ever worked with, and I've worked with a lot of them, Kenton County Commissioner Joe Droud said. I appreciate you. You've done a great job, and congratulations. Judge Executive Chris Knockelman said he was saving his speech for closer to Shriver's retirement date. The county has yet to say who will replace Shriver. Dan Weber's just saying, looking back at baseball, and ahead just a bit, reported on by Dan Weber. If there's a theme song for the 2022 high school baseball season in Northern Kentucky, the folks running the St. E. Healthcare All-Star Game Monday at Dixie Heights hit it perfectly. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Piping from the PA system seemed the exact right musical send-off to a spring that seemed to have as many wet days as dry ones. When the rain and windstorms had passed through after arriving in the fourth inning of the opening juniors game in a doubleheader with the West leading 5-1 despite just one hit from Connor's Aiden Lore and too many walks and errors, the decision to cut the preliminary game there and go with the seniors game was made. Now, if only the Lightning would have cooperated, but unfortunately the Lightning did what Lightning does, and just after the game was turned over to the umpires, the announcement was made for everyone to please head to their cars, And then the word came down 30 minutes later, game canceled. Maybe next week, but nothing sure right now. Awards from the Northern Kentucky High School baseball coaches were done informally and individually, photos too. But in the interests of having lightning go zero for 2022, when it comes to strikes on players and fans, there would be no game on this night. But as Reds fans who go way, way back and remember the late, great Wait Hoyt on the radio, or more recently Joe Nuxall, some of the best moments in baseball come during weather delays, and all the talk a leisurely game seems so well-suited for. As happened Monday with so many of Northern Kentucky's top high school baseball guys in attendance talking where their game is these days and where it had been. Grady Brown, retired from Newport High, but a family fixture in the sport here with his late older brother Ray, also a longtime Newport coach, and his uncle Red, the longtime Yankee scout, started it. Talking about these glory days of Northern Kentucky High School baseball when Newport High, under Blue Foster, won the first ever state championship in 1940 and 1941. Then the post-World War II power turned to a school just a couple blocks away, with Newport Catholic winning it all in 1946, 1950, 1954, and 1956, thanks to Jim Conner, who had helped Newport to those first two titles as a player, and now was back from surviving the D-Day landing to coach Newcath to the final three after Lou Arnson led the Breads to their first one. That's six of the first 16 state baseball titles, no turning in 1943, won by teams from Newport. A run so special that when it went away, as it did for all but one of the next 46 years, it seemed mostly a fantasy. And twice, local teams were runner-ups, Bellevue in 1947 and Newcath in 1948. For more on the NKY baseball scene, slide on over to Lincolnky.com, Just saying. And those are the headlines we're following for Thursday, June 16th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.